Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Udia. Today is January 7th. Time is about 3.30 p.m. Radio Newcastle has been conducting Zoom or conference call for the past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know that you're a newcomer and put your camera on if you're a newcomer. Shravya? Oh, hello, Rahul. Uh, this is Shravya. Actually, me and husband, my husband had a call with you last week. I just have one question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, if we move on uh, uh, EAD, right, the GCAD, how long uh, can we mm-hmm. stay out of the country and work? Um, I mean, do are you planning to are you planning to stay for more than four months or less than four months? Um, yeah, maybe around four months, like six months actually. But yeah, I would I, recommend to keep it under four months. Under four months, okay. So I, I mean, right. uh, we don't have to come and uh, go back, right? It's okay if he stays like for four months at a stretch. Yeah, for four okay. months. But he'll be working. Who is the main applicant? Um, my husband. I got the GC. I'm asking for him. So yeah, my husband would be the a primary. You got the GC. I'm confused. Yeah. So like he, we have Both? two applications. Uh, so I got it through my employer, uh, and uh, his empl his I four eighty five is still pending. Yeah. Yeah. So he's if he stays less than six months, he's in less than six months. So mostly four months. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Less than four months is in good shape. Sorry, not six months. Okay, four months. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Next person. Thank you. Ram? Hello, sir. We are the newcomers. Uh, good afternoon. So, uh, our H1, H4, H4 EAD, everything is valid until February 2023. And we filed H1 and H4 together in premium. Uh, my H1 already approved and which is valid until December 2025. My H, my um, my wife's H4 is still pending. And after that, we filed H4 EAD. Uh, th- that is also in pending with USAS. Now we are planning to go to India for U- visa stamping. And once we come back, my question is whether USAS will invalidate both H1, H4 and H4 EAD? There is a chance that they may invalidate the H4, but the EAD will not be invalidated. Okay. So so all this is to utilize that 540-day extension for my wife to continue in the employment. So if if she goes... When is she planning to go for stamping? Um, probably we are planning next week. But do you have already have an appointment? Um, 
we are going to book it today. So probably next week. So we are getting, we, the appointments are available uh, February second week. Yeah, I don't see any problem. Your wife can go and get the stamping in February second week and you guys can come back and she will be allowed because she filed it for EAD extension before the expiry. She can continue working after the EAD expires when she comes back and mm -hmm. the EAD will not be invalidated, will be up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that is the only concern. Next. Thanks for the clarification. Next person. Next person. Neha. Hi, uh, I'm a newcomer and uh, I uh, recently got laid off on Monday. I'm on H1B and uh, my green card was in process. Uh, I have a question. Does, I have three questions actually. Does the severance count towards the 60 day? Um, does it, can I add that severance time towards 60 days or no? That's my first question. First, okay, first main thing that I'm interested in is you said you filed for the green card. What do you mean? You filed for eight five or I one four? No, uh, sorry. Uh, the perm is in processing right now. Okay. We don't know whether the sixty days starts from the time you get laid off or you get paid. As a conservative approach, I will tell you right now, it will be the day you got laid off. Let's say you got laid off January twentieth, and your last day of payment for the paycheck is March thirtieth. I would say it is going to be January 20th. But I have seen USCIS interpreting both ways. That's the reason we call it as a gray area. Okay, got it. Uh, my second question is if uh, I have an option to go on my husband's H4 EAD, uh, but if I do that, do I lose my priority date? And if I find an employer... Um, Wait, who... you don't have a priority date. You only file permits, right? Or you had an so, old priority date. Yeah, I have an old priority date from 2012. You will, if your old priority date is 2012, why didn't you file the 485? Because it's a new employer. Long story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, ma'am. You will not lose the priority date if you go on H4 plus EAD. Uh, you will not lose the priority. Go to so the next I, question. Uh, so then uh, my next question is, if I go from H4 EAD to H1, uh, do I have to get it stamped? Do I have to go to leave no, the country and get it done? No. Okay. It will depend on, there are two things here though. If you are going, if you're going to file, if you're going to file a H-1B transfer, while your H-4 is pending though, there is a chance you may have to go to India to get the stamping. But if the H-4 is approved, to change the status from H-4 to H-1, you do not have to go to India. You can do the premium processing if the change of status done here itself. Okay. Do I need and to do an H1? I would No, you don't. I mean, you can be on H4 EAD. Even on H4 EAD, when you find for the new company, you can file for the permit I-140 while you're on H4 EAD. Technically, you don't need a H4, you don't need a H1. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Kandesh Reed. Um, hi, I'm new. Um, so <laughs> I'm a U.S. citizen and my husband is an Indonesian citizen. Um, I just mm -hmm. recently came back to the U.S. from Indonesia. I, I was living abroad there for about eight months or so. I came back to um, give birth to our son. 
And so our son is a mm -hmm. U.S. citizen, um, but now um, I'm wanting to get my husband into the U.S. So I don't know if I need to file the I-130 by myself, like for him, or should I get an attorney to help me with that? Like, what's the quickest process for that? There are two ways you can this one. Either of the things I'm going to go through a lot. One process are Oh, I can't hear you. It's breaking up. Rahul, your voice I want you, there are two ways that you can bring your husband into the United States. One thing is called K3 visa, which may take anywhere between four months to about eight months for him to come in. The other thing is called green card, which may take about two years for him to get the green card. Okay. Either of those things, I recommend to contact a lawyer. Okay. okay? All right. Thank you so much. Next person. Sorry for the disconnect. Hi, Rahul. Um, yes. You know, Go ahead, sir. Do you want me to do his, his video on? Okay. So my name is Agradut. Um, you know, I think I was reaching out to you to kind of we have a back and forth. So basically, you know, um, my situation is that uh, my I-140 approved in 2015. And mm -hmm. I'm right now on H-1B. I laid off from my current job on Jan 4th. So I'm kind of in this mm -hmm. 60 days grace time. I would mm -hmm. like to, um, you know, file that EAD for this compelling reason. You know, the things mm -hmm. I have on the video. And is there anything yes. um, we can do as quick as possible? Uh, sure. Do one thing, please. The video has a Google sheet there. Okay. If you mm -hmm. fill that information, we will give you a Zoom call on Monday. Okay. Okay. Because I know that you've been calling, I've been calling, we're missing each other. Right, and I right. can't get to you. So the best way is you fill that information out. We will send mm -hmm. you a Zoom information on Monday at 12 o'clock, central time. And then okay, we'll okay. discuss the options of how quick and what is the fee structure and everything. We'll work it out on Monday at 12 o'clock. Okay. We can file it oh. in within like two or three, four or five days. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rahul. Next person. Hi, I have a couple of questions, follow-up questions regarding my parents going out of status on their B2 visitors visa after they overstayed and their extension was rejected. So first thing is we have booked mm -hmm. their tickets for this Thursday, that's next week, like five days from now, which is like 32 days after their I-94 expiry. Is that okay or should we mm -hmm. prepone it like urgent, urgently? um no I, I if i can't say anything about it but if i were my parents i will not expirate it that's fine okay second question when should they reapply for the fresh visa wait for at least six months and then apply to reapply for the visa okay uh, their daughter is a u.s citizen can she apply for the green card right away without applying for a visa you mean to say while they stay here can yes. their daughter apply for the green card and they can stay in the United States and get the green card without any trouble. 
That's your question, yes. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, they can. Okay. And then she can also do but, that while they're in India. Yeah, go ahead. While they're in India, you can do it, but it will take about two and a half years. They cannot travel in the interim period. So it may be better to take care of it here itself right now. If you're interested in, drop an email to me at rahul at rnlawgroup.com. My colleagues will give my personal email address. Okay? Okay. okay. Thank you. Next person, please. Yeah, even though they are not in status, since their daughter is a U.S. citizen, they're exempt, okay? So they will still get the green card without any trouble. Ravi Shankar. Hey, uh, this is uh, Rahul. Uh, good afternoon. This is Ravi here. Um, I, I'm from Lipsis. Basically, uh, we applied uh, for my 485 adjustment of status in... Uh, I know uh, you. I know you. Yeah. I, I know yeah. you. Uh, so, Ravi, my, we, yes, have, we have a separate Zoom call. Uh-huh that we only conduct for our clients on Thursday at 1.45. I think so, I provided the link to you previously. That thing continues every Thursday until you get the green card, that provision is there. But go ahead with your question since you called me. Yeah, um, uh, the, my question is like, uh, how long uh, should I be? Uh, uh, as per your suggestion, I extended my uh, H1B, uh, but how long should I uh, keep extending my H1? Uh, because like my son turns 21 this May and his uh, H1 only, H4 got only till May. And he also uh, completes his uh, uh, classes, by, uh, his college by uh, end of May. So your suggestion on how long uh, should I keep continuing my H1? Uh, also, like basically I, I am planning to, uh, if, you're, if you suggest like I'm planning to uh, move to a new uh, uh, position on uh, 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 EAD, H4, sorry, uh, GCEAD. I, I just need your suggestion. You had some issues about your green cards, right? I and yeah. Shubha had a conference call. Yes. So I do not suggest you move on to the EAD. I suggest uh -huh. your son delay his, uh, delay his graduation and get the F1 visa. You should have contacted me a little bit before. That would have been better but I would suggest that your son delay his graduation. Hmm. Okay. But uh, how, how long should we uh, keep extending the H1? Like, uh, uh, you know, like... Uh, That's up to uh, you, sir. If you want to take a risk, if you want to take a risk, you can take a risk. But yours is a risky case. I already identified and uh, acknowledged that it's a so if you want to risk it, it's up to you. If you don't want to risk it, maintain the non-immigrant visa. It's your choice. Okay? Okay. okay. Next person. Thank you. You may want to have a, try to get into a conference call with Shiva. Okay? And then we'll discuss it. Okay? Brunda? Give me a time where you and Shiva will be free. Go ahead. Next Hi. person. Yeah, go ahead, Brunda. Uh, hi, good afternoon. I am in uh, H4 uh, visa status. My husband's uh, H1B is getting maxed out and his firm is under process. So he's planning to move to Canada. So we were thinking like me and my son, can we change our visa status to B2 from H4 so that his education will not get disturbed? 
Yeah, I, I don't see any problem in that. You're going to stay here until June and then you're going to move out of this country? Uh, only uh, my spouse is planning to go to Canada, not uh, me and my son. But how long would you stay here on a B2 visa? Oh, okay. Yeah, until he comes back, I think he will be back in three, four months. Once his H1 extension approval got and uh, his visa stamping is done. Yeah, you can apply for one six months B2 ma'am. You can apply oh. for it. Okay. So, uh, what could be the process for that? Can you tell me? You just need to apply for a B2 visa for you and your child. You can drop an email to us and we can guide you. You can have okay. a consultation, we can guide you. Okay. 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 So, once he returns to US, and uh, can I change from B2 to H4? Yeah, yes and no, because if your B2 is approved by the time, you can. If not, you may have to go to in you may have to go to Canada or to India to stamp the H4 and come back. Okay. 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 Yeah. Next person. Yeah, thank you. Varun. Hey Rahul. Uh so I'm I'm asking a question about uh, my H-1B transfer that is happening right now. So I I have an employer who is doing my H-1 transfer uh, in the premium processing. And uh, I'm currently uh, planning to travel to India uh, while my application is in progress. Uh, would that be okay? Uh, and I don't plan to come back at least for the next couple of months. And my employer is okay with that as well. So the transfer process is going on. You go to India. How would you, when would you come back? I would probably come How back you, in like, uh, sorry. How would you come back? Do you have a visa to come back? Yeah. I mean, my existing visa, my stamping is uh, valid till like October, 2023 and the new visa, once I get it, uh, approved, I also plan to get that stamped, uh, with my new employer. You don't need, I mean, when is your passport stamping expired? You said, uh, October, 2023. You don't have to go for stamping again, bro. Even though you have a stamping with the old company, if you get mm -hmm. the H-1B approval with this company, you can still yeah. come back without having any stamping until October 2023. Right, right, right. Got it. And what happens but if when just you, take... when you when, when you come back, you show them the H-1B approval of the new company, tell them you'll be working for the new company, not the old mm -hmm. company. And make sure your I-94 validity is the same period as that of the new company, not the old passport stamping. And as soon as you enter into the country, you better check your I-94. If there is any mistake, you can contact a lawyer. We can fix it easily. But if you contact after October 2023, you are doomed. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. And uh, just in case if my visa gets rejected with my new employer while I'm in India, uh, will that be a problem uh, for me to come back? Then you can. No, you cannot come back then. Because okay. you don't have a job. You don't have a job right. here. You don't have a job there. Okay. So can we file for a new H-1B in that case? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can find a third company to file H-1B. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Thank you so much, Rahul. Thanks. Sorry. Next person, please. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. So my current H-1B is until June 2026. Uh, actually, I did. I, I got my recent extension. Uh, my okay. job is getting ended. Uh, I mean, I'm, I work for an employer and I work, I place in the third party 
client location so mm-hmm. uh, now my job is done uh, i got a new job within the msa so did i need to amend my petition uh you get a new job within the same msa no sir you don't need to but there is a change in the role like i mean we consider when you i mean every day you go to a job you do the same job or every time it changes i mean you must be a robber to have to have the same job doing every day same task and come back every yeah. challenges so as long as the job duties are similar though okay mm-hmm. they cannot be the same okay. they cannot be the same okay they yeah. as long as the job duties are similar you're good okay yeah it's almost similar yeah Yeah. Next Thank person. Natalia. Thank you. Abhishek. Hey. <clears throat> Hi, Rahul. Um, yes, I currently have, uh, I'm on an expired H1, but valid I-797. Um, mm-hmm. My renewal uh, for this I-797, uh, I mean, this ex- the current I-797 expires in February of next year. my company should be filing the renewal on time what what, what do you mean what do you mean your i94 expired Ex, exp, explain it to me the i797 should have an i94 <clears throat> i'm sorry i take that back so i i have a valid i797 that expires in feb um the renewal which has an i94 which which which, which has, has an i94 at the bottom okay yes, got which has okay, feb as well my question is that yeah, pretty simple Six months in advance, the company would file the extension. If I, uh, how soon can I go to consulate with that extension I seven nine seven and get that renewal visa and also enter back in the US with that renewed uh, three year visa? Hopefully, that. And when did you, when did you set your renewal for expiring exactly? Which month? Feb, Feb of twenty twenty three next year. Twenty twenty four. Sorry. Okay, that's where I got confused. Okay, Feb of twenty. They can apply for six months before. the expiration which mm-hmm. would be i think so august or september is right august it is correct so correct when can you go for stamping you can go stamping any time after august once you have the approval you don't have to wait okay. until feb 2024 to go for stamp second even though october. you don't have a stamp even though you don't have a stamping right now you can go in october for stamping and they will give you the validity from october 2023 to mm-hmm. uh february of 2027 got you got you that is that is great to know okay and i can come back with that okay that makes sense cool thank you then next you, person please nayanika nayanika hi uh, sorry hi um so i have a um gc applied in eb1 i've got my 765 and i31 uh was your i140 approved yes and my okay. 485 was applied about 4 uh, months back in eb1 so when will i be eligible to change my organization is it after i485 gets approved or is it after 6 months of application of the 485 uh is what which category in eb1 category eb1 eb1 material eb13 eb1s EB1C, so yeah. you have to wait for six months after you file the 485. Nothing to do okay. when you file with the I140. Your I140 may have filed it two years ago. I don't care. Uh-huh. The 485 has been filed four months ago. 
So you have to wait for six months before you change the company. Okay, okay. And uh, what do I have to do in order to change the, the ABR, right? No, ABR is different. Um, okay. What you what means you because at this present moment the 485 is applied with my company. So how do I change it to the new organization? Just take the EAD and start using it with the new company. And if there is an RFE, you can, you, the company needs to file something called 485J. Okay. 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 Thank you. Then. Okay. Next uh, one more, one more question. Sorry, I had. Uh, is medical mandatory for an, uh, for a GC application? Because some people are giving a different opinion. It's not mandatory to file it. It is mandatory for you to get the green card. So if you have not included the, if you have not included the medical, I would do an interfiling, okay? Because okay. they can't grant you the green card without having a medical. Since you want the green card, which I know for sure without asking you, I concluded that you want the green card. Send them right. the medical in the medical, in, it's called interfiling. You can go. You can go to RNLA Group. It's called okay. interfiling. Interfiling. Take okay. a follow the directions. Next person, please. Okay. Sure. Madhulika, I I had a surgery in the month of October, and I'm planning to take a Medicaid financial assistantship. So, will it have any effect in, on, on GC in future? Yes. Is the financial assistant for you or any children yeah, of yours? No, it's for me. No, ma'am, you can't take it. Okay, I can't take it. So it will have effect on GC. That's right. It may be even illegal for you to even apply. Next person, please. Sarvesh. Hi, uh, Rahul. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm second time here. First time I uh, called for EADAP. I sent the document, so it is under renewal process. Uh, my 485 is uh, pending, and I have a question regarding my uh, daughter filing for uh, FAFSA and CADA, like California uh, aid and uh, federal aid. Uh, she's applying for college this year. She's senior in high school. So will that be okay, or uh, my green card process will be impacted? My 485 is uh, pending in EB3 category. My priority date is January 2024 or 2014. Sorry. Um, I want you to send an email. I may want you to have a consultation with us though, because we need to look into what exactly you're speaking. I don't have knowledge about what you're speaking about. What exactly is the financial aid in the school? We need to have all those things provided it to us. And what exactly, what FASA or whatever you said about California, we need to read about it. So if you have a consultation with us, then we can go over. But without consulting a lawyer, though, I don't want your daughter to take it so that it may affect the green card. Okay? Okay. I'll, I'll do the same thing. And uh, one more thing. Uh, like my uh, wife had a surgery and she uh, fell on a bench from a uh, uh, city, city bench from a plate. I mean, uh, the bench collapsed on a city area. And... Uh, uh, if we need to uh, claim or inform the city, uh, it, will that be called as a benefit for uh, green card? No, or sir. Not? No, it's not. That, that's okay. Okay. I'll uh, schedule a consultation for FAFSA. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next person, please. 
Hello, Rahul. Good evening. So uh, my question is, uh, my wife is on H4 EAD and we formed an LLC and I am part of that LLC. So, and we are planning to uh, outsource the management to a third party service contractor. My question is like, uh, can I participate in the business activities as uh, like uh, opening the business accounts using business credit cards, but not doing any activity involving any business activities? Is it no, okay sir. or? No, sir. No, it's not okay. Why can't your wife do it? Yeah, yeah, she can do it. I was just uh, like, we just uh, wanted to uh, get more credit and I have a better credit score. So that's what we are planning, but I was not sure we want no, to confirm. No, no, I don't want you to be involved in the company. Okay, so no. All right. So is it okay still though to be part of LLC or do you want to be removed? Like we want, we don't. What do you mean don't part don't of LLC? Is an owner like or when we when we open the LLC, like we say, is a 60, 40% of the owners or something like that, right? Uh, ownership is fine, but as a director of the company, no. Okay. So, but uh, can we and like uh, consult with you and have some operating procedures written, like alleviating me of any responsibilities, but still be part of that? Or is, is that something no, that I, you have? I, I'm not, no, I, I'm not the right person for it, but you can contact any corporate lawyer or CPA. They'll be able to do it. I don't want you to be in the company anyway. Okay, you can be the ahead. owner of the company, but you cannot be part of the director, vice president, whatever, not, nothing. Okay. okay. Understood. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Vaishali. Um, my employer has filed 485 for me and my husband together, and I'm the primary on that. Um, after some time, my husband's uh, priority date became current. So we did an interfile request to consider him as primary on my case. Uh, back uh, then there was that doesn't work though. You should have refiled it. Okay, keep going. Okay, so uh, back then there was no interfile request using 485J. So we waited for one whole year, and then finally my employer said, "Okay, we can submit his 485J and make his him make him as primary on your case." So we did that back in November of 2022, and then meanwhile our both our 485 has been moved to NBC for further processing, but the priority date still shows as my priority date. So we are not sure what's, if that. What's, what's your what's your husband's priority date? Uh, his is September twenty eleven. I want you to refile his four eight five application. Okay, but his employer is saying no to file his um four eighty five because my employer used his approved one forty to do that. Wait, why do you have to inform that you did all these things? Because we request, because his employer had to provide the 485J. So now his employer doesn't want to file the 485? Yes, because he's saying that you used my 140 from your employer and made him as primary on your case. So I cannot do another 485. Why can't he? <laughs> because he's saying that he used... I mean, my employer uses yeah. 140, you cannot do a subsequent 485. The whole thing that you guys are doing, I were doing completely the wrong way though. You should have filed the entire 485 application for your husband, everything fresh though, instead of interfiling and converting yours into the, his thing. So Last you time may I was want to have... No, last time I was on this call and you had asked me to do the interfile request. That's when we did the 485J. No, ma'am, we never, we never tell interfile. If it is only your priority date moving, we tell interfiling. If it is yeah. somebody else, we won't. 
Okay, we have said so... many times, don't interfile if the to switch the primary applicant. Never do that. Only to switch the priority date from EB2 to EB3 or EB3 to EB2, you can interfile. Not switching the main employer, main person to the other person, but we don't. Okay. So now what okay. is your suggestion? You need to have a consultation with the lawyer. Because if the previous lawyer is wrong, your employer's lawyer is wrong, everybody is wrong. Okay, you need to strategize what to do. Next person, please. So do we can... Rahul, sorry, one minute. Should we schedule a consultation with you? Yes, yes. My colleague will give you the link. You can schedule a consultation. Next person, please. Chintan? Yes. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Chintan. So, quick question. So, my current uh, previous employer had filed my 485 in July 21. Uh, I worked for that company for almost 14 months up until October 22. Uh, when I was laid off. So I was able to find another employment with my current employer. They transferred my H1B in the right category. And while they were prepping to file the 485J in December, I got the approval from USCIS on my green card. So I literally have the green card in my hands. My question is, uh, am I subjected to the clause that I have to stay with my current employer for six to eight months before I can switch employment? Or do I have to go back and work for the same company that had laid me off to not get my green card revoked? None. You don't have okay. to do anything. You can flip a okay. burger at McDonald's right now. You can be a Microsoft CEO. You can be a lawyer like me. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. There is no rule that says that if you get a green card approval with the company, you have to stick with that company for six months. There is none. I don't know where right. people are getting controls. I'll take the last caller today. Right. Ash Ashwin? Uh, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Uh, so my husband got laid off last uh, week. And I am working on H4 EAD. So can I work legally within that 60 days? 60 grace, days. Grace? You, can, you, can, you can work on the 60 days. Okay. So my EAD is expiring in December 2023. That, should, uh, that uh, won't, uh, I mean, I cannot go beyond 60 no. days, right? Okay. No, beyond 60 days, you cannot. But if he gets another job, yeah. if he gets another job, then you can. The other thing is that I may want your husband and you to look into the compelling circumstances EAD. My colleague will try to provide it to you, but if not, go to the YouTube compelling circumstances EAD. You may want to fill out a Google sheet that we put it on the YouTube. Okay. We will give okay. you a free consultation for your husband and you. You may want to, he may want to consider filing that one. If he doesn't get the job within 60 days. Okay, compelling. Uh, can you repeat that one? Circum compelling circumstances EAD. Circumstances okay. EAD. Okay. I'll Thank you, guys. That. The next Zoom conference will be on Monday at three thirty. Sorry, we couldn't take all the people. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.